Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. I'm Darren, and it's great to have your company today for episode one four five. This week on Toy Power, I am joined by Ben. G'day, g'day, and Frank. Ahoy, hoy. So we've received a um, question or a topic from our good friend and fellow or oh, our Patreon, Trenton Barrett, and we wanted to give him a shout out for that. So he's he's asked all of us to consider. You know, a series of questions, and he wanted us to talk about selling toys and our personal experiences. Yeah, so Trent, Trenton, is it Trenton or Trent? Trenton, Trenton. I think, I believe. Okay, yes. he hit us up on, on our Discord and, and said, "Oh, guys, I'm 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 selling for the first time. I've I've never done this before. I'm a little bit apprehensive about it. What's some hints and tips and stuff you could do?" and uh, and not just from us, but from other Patreons, they sort of said, hey, here's some things you could look at. And we just sort of went, you know what, that's that's not a bad topic to, to unpack and, and, and talk about. It's a great so, topic. Yeah. So, look, uh, Darren, I can't, I'm not sure familiar of your selling experience. I know Ben, obviously, has been doing it for Limited. a long time. <laughs> Limited. <laughs> uh, I've only just sort of really delved into selling off a lot of my stuff, as I've talked about a few times on the show. So yeah, so maybe we just a bit of a roundtable discussion and just sort of any experiences, good, bad or otherwise, and then we can sort of go into tips about, you know, for someone in Trenton's situation, what do you what do you look out for? Yeah, so I'll go first. I actually started selling my toys, I think, uh, properly way back in 2007. So, and right. just to give you a bit of an idea of where I was sitting at that time frame back then uh, I just moved back from uh, from a secondment time in the country so I moved there for work and uh, we came back and we um, moved back into the house that we'd shifted away from because that's uh, sort of the house I'm paying a mortgage off and my um, then uh, fiance and I had uh, major plans to get married right mm-hmm. so this was sort of right let's let's you know get this sort of uh, this deal cracking yeah so it came back <laughs> So I'd, I'd like to say maybe 2008, uh, roughly, uh, that we decided, right, you know, I've got too many toys. When you have to put all your toys in a box and you have to move, you realise <laughs> yes. how many killer, items it? you have. <laughs> and and also that care factor, you know, like when when you start seriously collecting, you're like, I'm just going to, oh my gosh, look, there's new Transformers, I'm going to get them and, I'm, oh my gosh, new Masters of the Universe, I'm going to grab them and Lego Batman, I'm going to grab them and you just go splatter gun effect yes. sort of thing and uh, unless you're hardcore dedicated on one property. So I was... I was that to a certain extent and I quickly realised, hey, I'm not as um, tight on these Transformers, these new age Transformers classics uh, that I picked up and I had the four mention of uh, keeping the mint on card, right? Mm -hmm. That was sort of where my state of mind was. I didn't uh, have any future ideas of how long this line would uh, last and they were fairly G1 accurate. So I uh, decided to uh, palm them off in an avenue to, you know, pay for other toys. So I went to the, you know, the biggest holy of uh, 
toy events one does uh, in Adelaide, and that was the Mega Toy Fair. <laughs> yes. So I uh, set up the table there and um, and uh, got through, got to know one of the lads there, and uh, yeah, secured a table through him. And uh, we, I sat up next to him, and um, we, I sold you know toys there and yeah. uh, that pre kids and everything. Long story short, that's where I met uh, famously met Darren and uh, Trent for the first time and uh, had a conversation with them. And then I, uh, so I made very, very nice money that year. So yep. that was that was fantastic. All my own personal stuff, nothing. You know, we brought I, you luck, don't you? Yes, definitely, yeah. That, definitely, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then so I think uh, I met, I saw Darren and Frank, uh, sorry, Darren and Trent. Um, routinely around the cons and things because con life was pretty big back then and we had a lot more cons than we do now and then at the following toy uh, convention 2009 uh was uh, i met you guys again and so to speak so you know i i routinely bump into you guys uh year on year and then 2010 we went to san diego comic con and things so i had a nice little uh bucket of money that i poured yep. into my honeymoon and wedding and things and then uh, came back and the, the following year I went again and that was sort of, that was a very dismal year. You know, that was the third year to, in a row. To where, San Diego? No, 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 sorry. Mega Toy Fair. Mega Toy Fair, selling at Mega Toy Fair. Still bringing the same bucket loads yes. of toys and uh, I I barely, you know, it wasn't Broke worth in. my time. Yeah, like okay. for the, by the time I paid for my table and things, it really wasn't worth my time. But however, the interactions with... People like Darren yeah. and Trent were fantastic because Trent was going to San Diego the following year, and uh, I was able to tell him all about my previous trip. So that, nice. um, so just getting to know the local community and things, and that's how I think I got, uh, you know, to know people like Guy and things because I mm-hmm. was that you know rotating person on the in the collection circuit, but not uh, entering into any uh, um, competition with yep, those yep, guys. This yes. is all my, just my stuff. I'm not, not, you weren't a store. You no, were just your that's own correct. stuff. Yep. Yeah. And that's when, uh, you know, the early days of SA toy collectors yes. and things that we uh, started doing trade days and things. And uh, I've all of a sudden the, this tub of toys that I'd stopped selling at mega toy fair and things grew a little bit and masters, I was buying lots of masters and things to build up my own personal collection. So all of a sudden, those tubs, you know, give two years worth of extra, a little bit extra little and, pieces, and yep. being closed off from uh, the public eye for a few years. All of a sudden they become exciting again and mm. people like to dig through. So what I couldn't give away before, two years turn around, bang, they're hot, hot property. Yep. And uh, I did uh, really well. I came home with uh, a lot of your masters in the universe, <laughs> uh, Yep. That year, that's right, uh, and that's how we got to know Frank. So yep. there's a little bit of a toy power history mm-hmm. of uh, how we all um, met each other, and the Adelaide scene is very uh, tight. So yep. uh, you got to be careful who you make enemies with in Adelaide because <laughs> chances everyone are, knows everyone around yeah, here. <laughs> you'll you'll uh, pass them at the traffic lights or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, there, that's a bit of rough history, and mm. I um, yeah, we'll get into a few other experiences. Uh, so that was interesting. Your your first real go at selling toys was that arguably at the our version of San Diego. Yeah, I right? didn't. I but, honestly didn't know any other way. Like, yeah, okay. I, I didn't want a garage sale because yep. people would just completely lowball me. Yes, and I wasn't going to get the collector market Correct. scene uh, that I I needed to. So. Mega Toy Fair was where it's at, and uh, I made some really good, you know, 
good coin out of that. Back, so yeah. that was 2007, you said? About that. Yeah, Seven so, or eight. So that I would think, have been, yeah. uh, it's not, I don't want to say that was pre-internet, but before there was like, you know, the, the Facebook marketplace and, yeah, and obviously definitely eBay before, was, wasn't as big. Definitely before Facebook marketplace because yep. Facebook marketplace, in my opinion, is only the last couple of years. Correct, uh, yeah. And um, or like Gumtree and these sorts of things. Like they yeah, were around, yeah, but I, I don't know that they were quite as well, prolific I mean, as you, they are you've now. You've also got to take into context, I was living in the country. So right, I was, okay. I, I've just come from um, Port Pirie for those that live in South Australia or Australia that know Port Pirie. It's a very small country town. Uh, I moved from there back to Adelaide and Port Pirie, I, I couldn't have given my stuff away yeah. over there. There were, there were um, very minute collectors up there. Uh, and not knowing anyone. Like mm. my branch out to reach out to find other toy collectors because I was, uh, I, I knew me and that was it. That yeah, was toy collecting. Right Over the years, I'd known some work colleagues and things that uh, actually, you know, I've shown you photos of uh, that collected the toy biz uh, Marvel Legends yes, and things. Yeah, they had yeah. a, a very uh, um, striking collection of them. Uh, but uh, a couple of collectors that tra collected Transformers and things, but very fleeting. You know, yeah. they'd collect for a few years or just get the core characters, but I was there in for the long the run. The whole game. You know? yep. So, um, and, and of course, different tastes and things. So, I, you know, while I can appreciate Marvel Legends as much as the next guy, they weren't collecting Master Universe like right. I was. So, yeah. um, and uh, so that, that was sort of, and my reach out to find other people was through YouTube. So, mm. if you. Uh, if you um, have ever watched a Transformer Nut YouTube video, <laughs> that that is in fact me, and um, that was my way of reaching out to say to express my toy collector passion. But that wasn't online. you like selling via YouTube. No, that no, was more no. Just reviews and that talking just, about it. And yeah, stuff. that yeah. was just me showcasing your yeah mm. my passion towards yeah, cool, toys. Yeah. So uh, and um, no, I never. I had some people actually reach out to me and want to buy some toys. Yeah. But that was pre, before I knew about PayPal and right. things. So I, you know, I get into a small conversation. How am I going to get yeah. this from you, me to you over overseas? Yep. How are you going to pay me yeah. and things? And it's just like, look, this is just too, too hard. hard. Uh, sorry, good luck. You know. Yep. Um, so I never made any deals online until uh, way. You know, much later. Yeah, much it's later. Funny you mentioned mm. that comparison because that's one of Trenton's questions. Online versus physical. Yeah, well, I think so, we'll go yeah. back to uh, Frank first. We'll hear him out for the um, selling toys, personal experiences, and we'll just sort of yeah get get to the later yeah ones a bit. So yeah, yeah as Ben sort of alluded to, my first real uh, go at selling toys was when I met these guys at, at around when was that first was that first big one at Guy's house? Probably was that two thousand and oh. was it thirteen or 12? 12, 12, 13, I would have yeah. said yeah yeah somewhere yeah, around. You then. had some. Kick-ass toys to get to offload. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of 2002 must. Exactly years. right. Like that was that was. Uh, and to Ben's point, it was one of those points in in my life where uh, the collection was getting out of hand, and that that scattergun approach had sort of come back to bite me years later. And I just sort of I made that decision, looking and oh, I still love my Transformers. I still love my Turtles. These new masters or the the 2000 X series masters are cool. I'm keeping my vintage stuff. I'm unless I'm really strapped for cash, I'm not selling them. But the 2000 X stuff, I went, mm, yeah, they can go. And and as we've spoken about many times on the show, I got big into the obviously not just the retail line, but the stations where you really had to order from overseas and get them into Australia. And yeah, I basically made the call, put them all in a tub. I think even also that year, I had a 
a Voltron, a, a yeah. Krang, you like the, the mask, large Krang mask. A Sorta Street Fighter, was the it? Sorta Street yeah. Fighters as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I don't think anyone even saw the giant Krang in the box before. No, he was I, buried I, I, pretty uh, well, wasn't I, he? I, before I got my hands on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and that, that was my first real... And I, I'm struggling to think how... Because you mentioned about not knowing anyone to reach out. Yes, I'd bought a lot of stuff, but I, I was not involved with the community in any sense. So, I, how did I, Guy find you? Yes, a good... I'm trying to remember. I, my contact was Guy, and he... It must have been Facebook or something, some sort of social media... Uh, and then yeah he reached out to me going hey we've got this trade day at my place you know come along uh etc so and just just for the to break down the trade day style for mm. the listeners uh it was essentially a uh, open uh, private um house so, so for this instance this first one was at guy's house and literally come into his backyard set up a table uh, offload whatever toys you want to um uh, sell there yep. Uh, put them on the table, go and have a beer and and, uh, see what happens. And uh, it was just that absolute relaxed atmosphere, totally closed to the public, like uh, invite only sort of thing. But there was enough of us there, I'd say maybe seven tables, maybe six or something. And it was just that that first trade day was absolute quality. It was sensational. Yeah, Yeah, so... So yeah, so that that was my sort of first experience, and look, that was a wonderful way to to meet the community and 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 these guys and 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 others who we sort of talk about all the time on our show. I tend to prefer that kind of stuff as far as face to face. I'm not a salesperson, right? So I really admire these guys who are like, nah, that's the price, bad luck. Whereas I'll tend to be really weak on that sort of stuff. Where if they go. And you can see people. I say this is the price, and you can see oh, they're umming and ahhing. And I'm like, all right, take five bucks off or whatever it is. Or if you buy more than two, we'll do your deal and and that sort of thing. That comes down to just how you are and as as a person. I think one of the things Trenton sort of asked about is is that like is a bit of a fear factor, particularly when you're dealing with members of the public or people strangers, really that that you don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't really have any advice for that other than just just be yourself and. Don't be afraid, similar to, to Ben's story, don't be afraid to have a chat to people even if you don't make a lot of money or don't make the sale and and you never know. Like, you know, I just got chatting to you guys and, and Trent and stuff and, and here we are years la- years and 140-odd episodes later. Who would have thought from, no, from that one me. trade day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Darren, have you sold anything ever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not for a while, but yeah, yeah, I have. And I've done the I've done the odd swap, and does the selling, selling selling to Trent doesn't count. I was just going to say, it's picking up stuff off the store shelf and saying, "Here you go, you can have it for cost count." But, um, <laughs> no, no, I have. I don't do it often, as far as advice goes, and I, I think this is probably why I haven't done a lot of it in recent times. My sense is it's something that you really have to put the time and energy into. Obviously, yeah. Um, you know, say for example, I had vintage double mustard universe figures or turtles figures or whatever. I'd want to go through the time that it takes to make sure I've matched up the right accessories if I've got them. Yeah. To do it justice, because I think you do need to do something like that justice. Not just because they're, they're um, defining lines from our childhood, but also because you want to make sure that you're putting the best possible thing out there for... For, for the community, especially if it was something like a trade day or, or an event where where you're meeting people and, and you're not 
this might sound cheesy, it's not just about the money, it's about it's doing the line well and doing the properties well that we care about. So I'd, I'd want to make sure, you know, everything was, was right with it or, or if it wasn't, obviously, to be priced down yep. because of that. But but it, I'd hate to think, pulling a name out of, out of the air here, say I took Snout Spout and didn't have his axe. I'd hate to then come home and find out, oh, I had a double of Snout Spout's axe. I, I really yeah. want to do it justice. Um, if I were to do it and I, I just think it's a time factor once you've got the time to put it in and clean things up and make sure that when I, I don't mean the toys but you know tidy up and, and go through everything and make sure that you've got your inventory down then I think you could do it justice I, yeah. I think no I think you're right there exactly. though um, on the flip side of that what you said uh, I think cleaning your toys is important like don't Definitely. don't go and sell something that's got dirt and dust thing and, and, and because <clears throat> it is disgusting like yeah. I have been uh, to conventions where it's ma- mainly uh, car toys, like, you know, mm. that sort of Hot Wheels um, model cars, trains, all that sort of stuff. And I remember digging through one bin and it felt like I was digging through a sandbox because yeah. all the cars were dirty and uh, disgusting and things. And it's it, it, it's, it is disgusting. And yeah. I remember one of the first, one of my early Mega Toy Fair things, I there's a guy across from me, so while in my downtime, I'd go and just talk to him and just rummage through his boxes and things and he had a big styrofoam uh, box full of masters toys yep. and i and i got to the sort of you know because i was just had time to kill between customers and on the sunday it's yeah. dead as anything uh i got to the bottom and it was there was water right so oh, because it had what? no drainage so oh. it, it, there was a pool of water and i picked up uh Grizzlaw and it just looked like a drowned uh, rat of and all i figures. said uh, <laughs> mate maybe you want to you know empty this and you know because this is disgusting and uh, nice. you know, I just—it's just yeah, you know, a bit of care and uh, that you know for for what you're selling, yeah. or you're going to give to someone else uh, because Grizzlaw like that, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't offer figure, yeah. more than two dollars for. Oh, it, you no, know, if he's soaking wet, if geez, it's nice fluff, that. you know, all that yeah. sort of stuff, you probably could get twenty bucks. You exactly. know, it's a huge uh, price difference. So, and I, yeah. I think it's really obvious if you're as someone who's looking to buy stuff the difference between something that's presented well something that's bagged up figures are individually bagged up you can see their accessories down you talked about the axe with snout spout that versus a tub where just random stuff is just thrown in and yeah. it's, it's just a bit of a guesswork and, and a free-for-all i think that and that tells you something without ever talking to the person on the other side of the table tells you something about that person yep. already uh, and and I think you know Ben probably saw that in in the bigs when I was selling of all this stuff because even after we'd done the deal and he you know dropped however many hideous amounts of dollars on me, I think about a week later he hit me up and goes, mate, you don't happen to have like the card backs, do you? And because he saw that I had all this stuff and the way it was presented and cared for, he went, I re- I don't know this guy. I met him three days ago, but he's the kind of guy who keeps the card backs, yeah. and I did. Yes, yes, yep. yeah. So you're very right, Darren, when you say it takes takes time and effort in in the lead up to uh when i sold uh at the adelaide toy and comics fair i spent about a week every every yeah every sort of hour i could spare in the lead up to going through tubs pricing pricing i think is important huge you've just got a tub of random figures and one it's a time thing you don't want every second person going how much is this Yeah. how much is that or or you automatically you walk around to you put your own self in their shoes you automatically think everything's too expensive yes and uh, yeah so because often it's that thing you go I can't see a price tag 
Therefore, I'm not going to ask because I bet you it's too expensive. Yeah. Or, or if you've asked three things on the table and it's like, no, no, that, or it's that, that eBay price and you're like, yes. no, I'm not, I'm looking for a bit more better bargain. You're not going to ask for that fourth item that might be cheap, yep. but you're just like, I'm not going to bother him anymore bother. or whatever, exactly. especially if it's busy. If he's, you know, wheeling and dealing and yep. you can't be like, oh, how much is that? How much is that? How much is that? I'm, I'm definitely in that category. I bag and tag and label yes, everything agreed. and uh, I'll even write. 100% complete or yep. comes with axe you know if it's missing comes, this thing well I don't usually do that but I no. just I just if it comes with an axe I'll write with axe yep. if it's meant to come with an axe and a staff I'll just put comes with axe and it's up to them to to know to I'm know not their stuff yes yeah. And, yeah. but if it's 100% complete I'll definitely write 100% complete or if it's broken legs you know yeah. list that because you do not you know it comes down to karma again you do yeah. not want that person Going home thinking, wicked, what a cool deal. Getting home, opening right. it up, realizing it's broken. Yeah. And then them questioning, did I buy it broken? Or yeah. has it broken from me leaving the place and getting home? Uh, because, yeah, you don't want that karma of selling someone a broken toy. For sure. Uh, and, yeah. you know, pulling the wool over their eyes. That's so important. And and I think some of that comes from Ben's retail experience too. His stuff's oh, always definitely. been yeah. really well presented. Every toy fair or trade day that I've seen himself Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, very well presented he knows he knows what he's doing and, and he's transparent so we've, we've talked a lot about the, the, the physical selling the you know person person to person other side of the table any experiences or stories when it comes to online selling be that eBay or on I guess Facebook these days like yeah I love online selling but I generally don't go to eBay right yep. so uh, I would I like Facebook and things I haven't sold on Instagram but mm-hmm. I have bought there's plenty. a big market there that surprised yeah. me yeah. when I sort of delved into that I was like wow there's you know almost as much stuff because you see the photo and you go that's cool or I want that and you know, half the time it's for sale PM me mm. sort of stuff yeah I haven't um, haven't sold on Instagram but as you said you bring up the concern of that's a, a random handle it's not your actual name yes. it's just a fantasy thing so I only try and aim for people that I routinely know sell quite a bit and things there's yep. about you know uh, pulling a number out of there about six or seven people I know that no, have got a good behind the account well yeah have got a good repertoire yes. so to speak and have bought off them there I don't think there's a huge market in Australia for Instagram sales mm. unless you've got something really sought after yep. you know if you've got that um, you know Dino Riders the, uh, the rare guy stuff. yeah, that, yeah. That, that everyone's chasing well, you might find definitely find someone but if you've just got Marvel Legends uh, Black Panther yeah, you, you know get that I mean, yeah you can yeah I don't recommend going there uh, I love Facebook. I think you get a better deal. It's that uh, surprise element as well. Like I don't go on um, Facebook to buy. I find it, it just pops up. You yeah, know? Like yeah, oh look, there's cool. a there's a set of um, there's a shredder. You know, yeah. twin shredder on there. It's cool, all those algorithms know? doing yeah. their job. Because, yeah. You know, you click on one thing and you may not buy it, but then Facebook learns and goes, oh, interested in turtle stuff. Yes. Eh? Well, here's another yes. one. Like, yeah. yeah. So it shows Dangerous. me then, and it's that it's that. <laughs> thrill and um you know of finding it and it's almost like finding it out in the wild but it but comes you, to you yeah on your but phone. it comes to me and you, you know you can sort out a deal whereas ebay you're actively searching yeah, for the products like you, you ha- almost have to type in uh shredder and then toon shredder and things you actually have to go to that um, very specifically yeah. yeah exactly sometimes it might come up with recommendations but yeah. you know 
most of those emails I just ignore. So uh, um, I love that thrill. You know, I still go to the charity stores and hunt. I mm-hmm. very rarely find something, but you know, I find a fifty cent um, thermos that's got Shira on it. Man. You, you can't <laughs> you stop me from. Wheels, yeah, you? you cannot stop me from cartwheeling <laughs> through the car park. Yeah, fair call. Yeah. You wouldn't. Yeah. So you haven't actually sold anything through Facebook Marketplace or? or uh, I have. Sorry, have, sorry yeah. I have uh, locally. Yep. And and uh, on uh, because uh, obviously my master's collection I um, honed towards that. So I've sold quite a few to the Australian buyers and things on yep. the uh, thing. I haven't done much international uh, uh, sales, yep. only because my stuff's not super rare. You know, yeah. uh, I've done trades and things over yep. Facebook. Like I've had some knockoff items that someone's wanted, so I've uh, traded with him twice yep. and got some uh, items back, which are perfectly smooth. Mm. So that was really cool. Uh, but uh, very rare do I sell internationally, just because. Uh, I feel a lot of you know America. There's a risk of element in that, isn't there? Like, well, yeah, yeah, and and sometimes like I've shipped to some people. You know, it's thirty dollars shipping. Like yeah. it just it, it 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 just as as angry as we get yeah. uh, for buying Same something. In reverse, isn't yeah. It? So you've got to. Shipping out of Australia is even more than shipping to Australia. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Australia Post. Yes, (laughs) I'll be be like, guys, you can, you know, you can have, you can have this for this price, but it's going to cost you this much in shipping. Shipping, Usually, that's like, nah, no way. I I get it. I get it for four dollars shipped in where I'm living. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and that's just the thing. I haven't had any any experience selling on Facebook, but I have um, sold on eBay in the past. Just you know, vintage uh, blues doubles of Master Universe stuff here and there. Um, not for many years, but I have done that. And I, I used to do some trades as well on online. Um, haven't dabbled in in that in a good long while either. But you know, they went pretty smoothly. I probably would gravitate now towards the the face to face stuff though, because I just think there's such a vibrant community in Adelaide yeah. and. And I know so many people that, that are a part of it that I, I'd probably just as much enjoy having a conversation about why it is we love this property or that mm, property or, yeah. or yep. anything like that than, than um, just, you know, here you go, here's that item and I'll post it to you now. You know, I, I, the conversation is priceless. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've had a little bit of that even within our Patreon group where, again, no secret, I've been sort of slowly selling off bits and pieces of my Transformers collection from over the years and uh, Druss actually hit us up uh, saying, hey, have you got... I think he even posted in, in the Discord saying, oh, is this a good price for this figure? And it was a Transformers Prime uh, Beast Wars, a giant Predaking. Yes. Yep. And it was, oh, I think it was like $80 or something, which is a competitive price. And I said, mate, I've got one, not in the box, but it's yours for half that, right? Because that was one of the ones I was looking to move on. And anyway, we got chatting in the end and I'm not going to divulge the exact figure but he spent a significant amount of coin and bought a whole lot of Transformers meat all for his kid nice. uh, and yeah. you know I said well, I hope he likes Transformers for the next five years of his life because there's a lot there for him to get through yeah. but that was great you talk about that conversation Darren he was he was telling me about it and how much he loved Do you have Ultra Magnus because he loves Ultra Magnus you mean this Ultra Magnus Ooh. oh my god yeah, like cool. you know I'd much rather do that than you know whack it on eBay and it's this Soulless. Anonymous, anonymous, yeah. exactly yeah. right. Yeah, um, really hollow experience. Sure, you might get more money doing it that way, but yeah, helping out the the, the little guy or, or someone who at least you can put a real 
real name to it and to the face and stuff. Real face to the name, yeah. not the other way. I, I think there's a lot of positives in eBay for buying because yes. you are protected, right? You know, I've gone into some dodgy deals where I'm like, no way is that a third-party shredder only, you know, 50 bucks. Like, no <laughs> way. And sure enough, it was dodgy and they, you know, you took money my money back. and things. But I knew, give it a, a couple of weeks and I got my, my full money back. So uh, that was cool. The other thing I wanted to shout out is what items do you find harder to sell than others? I read you reckon liches and mantanas might be a tough sell. <laughs> yep, yep. Maybe the old Too common. Yeah. 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 Um, that's always interesting because I, I struggle to, because I look at it and go, this is one of my favorite figures. And so sentimental sentimentality yeah. gets in the way of that sort of thing. You go, uh, uh, if you've got a little story to tell it, you might even subconsciously, you know, put the price up a few more dollars than it realistically should be and then wonder why it sits in your tub yeah. at the end of the yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just on that, so I had my childhood sound wave, right? Yeah. And uh, I had that and uh, it was busted. Like yeah. no tape deck uh, flipper, uh, okay. uh, loose joints. It was just the raw figure, you know, <laughs> stickers peeling off everything. Yep. And I remember having it in my uh, box and uh, selling it for like five bucks just to get, yeah. get rid of it. And this little kid came and bought it. It was probably seven or eight or something. Mm. Bought it. It's like, cool. And I'm like, oh man, that was mine when I was, pro- mm. I was, oh, I was you know, <laughs> half your age. That was mine. He couldn't give a shit. He's yeah. like, just, just shut up and sell me the, you know, like that, that look, you know, that, he didn't Whatever, say that. Whatever, old man. But like, you know, is it $5 or can I get it cheaper? You know, like, so yeah, you got it for two. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Go on about you. Uh, yeah. I'm not quite sure where I, where I was going with that. Um, it's interesting because I've sold stuff ranging from obviously masters we've talked about uh, mask. I had a fair, a decent sized collection of mask, and I think I guess in my particular case, I've been fortunate where people have gone, how much for the lot? You know, yes. Ben with yep. the masters, Trent bought all of my mask. I'm pretty sure Transformers uh, with the selling I've done at the LA Toy and Comics Fair, uh, maybe not the lot because I had literally thousands of dollars worth of, of gear there, but I had people come up with shopping bags full of stuff. And say let's do let's do a deal, and so we were able to to, to work something out there. So I, I guess I find the the larger figures harder to move, and in the case of Transformers, you can get these things that are, are you know sort of eight nine inches in size, and in terms of uh, value, they probably sit around that eighty to a hundred dollar mark, and I know that. They didn't come to Australia very often. These things, or some cases, I had to import mm. them. So the, the 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 resale value is tends to still around one hundred eighty, one hundred to you know the hundred dollar mark. Other people don't realise that. They look of at course. it, and go, yeah. "Oh, that's out of the box. It's too expensive." And and to that, I say, "Good luck if you've been on eBay lately. Like, good luck trying to find it at a better price." I I, I think there is living in Australia with the sort of imports and, and shipping that we've talked about, I think there is something to be said for, yeah, you might be able to find it on eBay cheaper, but you're going to pay 40 bucks shipping versus the price that I that I have on it. So, exactly, yeah. yeah. For me, uh, I can't sell Lego. I've tried. Oh, no okay. one wants to buy my Lego. Well, because you don't know it's complete. You can say it's complete. Yeah. You can write that yeah. on the thing, yeah. but if they don't know you... yeah. So I've, I've done a little bit of Lego on eBay and uh, someone has come back to me, have you got this little piece, you know, 69321? Mm. And I'm like, whatever, mate. <laughs> and uh, look look for it, you know, I've got no, I probably do, but I've yep. got no idea what I'm looking for. And I said, look, I specified it's uh, not 
might not be 100% complete. I'm sorry. You know, yeah. hopefully it's a common piece and, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah. uh, but I can't, I just, I That's struggle to sell, sell Lego and comic books. I'm not, oh, I can't okay. sell comic books. Maybe that's the, uh, the plethora of uh, titles I keep and that are passionate to me, but mm. no one, you know, people talk anything um, 80s onwards is worth nothing. You know, it's yeah, got to be, right. it's got to be, be less. And obviously none of my comics are uh, Marvel superhero or DC superhero. They're all the toy related uh, lines like um, Transformers and Ninja Turtles and all that. Oh, yep. My Ninja Turtles are all gone, but yeah. Um, I'm actually thinking of delving deep into my personal collection because okay. I, I had these grand plans of one day sitting back and reading them all again. And <laughs> I have I have a small uh, mountain of comics that are yet to be read. I haven't picked up my pre-orders from my local comic book store for ages. Yeah. My comic book reading days are over. Yep. I find a lot more passion in toys and I sort of don't have money to, you know, divvy between the both. I used to yep. collect as much. Both, I used to, I used to drop as much money, if not more, on comics and toys. And that, sli- that um, you know, uh, glass has gone uh, the yeah, other way. The other way. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think that sort of speaks to the psychology of it. Where I think uh, Trenton sort of alluded to this. He goes, "How how do you make that decision to sell stuff?" And even mm-hmm. Chris Fresh, I think, even chimed in at one point, going. I don't know how you do it, boys. Like, how do you how do you make the decision to go? I'm done with these, and and I've spoken a little bit about that. This, as far as Transformers will go, uh, our Patreons will also have seen the, the. I think I put out a newsletter article to that effect, and it's literally just it's prioritizing. It's knowing knowing your limits as a collector, and knowing that if these things are sitting on the shelf and if something happens you need to move them around oh it's a chore yes, oh, this is boring yes, or yes. I hate this yep. at that point you go it's time to move on yep. and that's sort of where I got to with the 2000X stuff when I was setting up my toy room I was just like god damn it I, I don't have a home for these and I almost don't care and when I caught myself doing that I went why do I still yeah, have them time, so they can yeah. just sit in a tub yep. and the same with Transformers they were yeah. it was it was their time I'd had my joy with them and, you know, made a lot of other people very happy because they were able to, you know, plug holes yeah. in their collections. Yeah. So. And you still have, have a fantastic Transformers oh, representation. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the G1 stuff's sensational. Mm. Yeah. And, and your masterpiece. And your yeah. masterpiece yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. like you So there, there was times, and I think it was that first sale, literally the first sort of people coming to the table and they, they looked at some of the big expensive Transformers and, oh, yeah, and I was like... I was like, if I'm going to back out, now's the time. But no, nah, let's do it. And once that first sale goes through, everything else be, just becomes Smooth easier sailing. from yeah. that. Yep. And then you just start thinking about those vintage turtles you can get. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. You put the money towards other things that, that you're really passionate about. Yeah. So One thing I want to shout out as well is, uh, that I've found over my time and um, is if you're after specific things, put up a Facebook wish list, right? Like, honestly, I have had a, a, a lot of success uh, with a Facebook wish list. I've even chucked them up on Instagram for some of those really rare things. Yep. My, one of my best ones was I was um, very nostalgic for Deep Dive Batman from the... Uh, Batman Night. Returns? Yeah, yeah. Batman yeah, Returns. Nice. So very nostalgic for that. Had that. That was sort of my token Batman among uh, superpowers and things just because his odd colour scheme. And uh, so I'm like, I want that toy back. 
put up a thing. I had three people contact me within the hour yeah, saying, I've nice. got this. It was dirt cheap from all three of them, so I bought all three. <laughs> so I've got one one on card. I've got two open, one with the, uh, the Aqua sub and one just wearing the cape and uh, yeah, cool. no armour at yeah. all. So it, it, you know, he's and he's not yeah. rare. He came out in that first wave, and that first wave was produced more than than you know, others, second and yeah. third. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's not rare, thankfully, which is great that you're able to. But to, yeah, just that, a little tidbit yeah. for our listeners that um, you know, if you're after specific weapons, like I know you, Frank, you've put up your Ninja Turtles yep. uh, requests and things. I've put up some uh, oddball uh, knockoff He-Man figures or things, you know. And uh, I've come through with quite success. You know, I haven't always 100 percent completed, it, no. but uh, it's surprising. You know what um, what is unearthed by, and you need to put up photographs. I oh, believe. Yeah. I yes, think that uh, helps. It definitely uh, eye catching rather than just uh, a whole lot of text. So there's a little tidbit for everybody. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'd say the same for Marvel Legends. The classic one there is builder figures. You see. I've seen so many pictures of, you know, a Thanos on one leg and people just go and help a brother out because I, I need his left leg. And then you just look at the comments and there's two or three people going, oh, yep, it's yours for five bucks sort of thing. And, and you know, that's collectors helping each other out. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, great stuff. Definitely. Anything else, Darren? No. Like I said, I don't have as much experience as you guys yet with it but I've learnt a lot just from, just from it's given me a lot of food for four you've still got some room to play with so you don't have to sell just yet oh uh, <laughs> it may well be a case of the lack of room is creating the difficulty in getting it all together to sell, but, but um, that's another matter for another episode but yeah I'd be very curious for another to, topic very curious to hear Trent's thoughts on this he has as we've sort of alluded to last week started selling off uh, a bunch of his stuff and uh, yeah he's another one who a bit like me in, in circa 2012 is sitting on a lot of stuff for a long time and now he's sort of really assessing what's important to him in collecting and, and kind of open the floodgates on it'll be stuff. really good to when he gets back to get him his two cents on on what his perspective is after having been away from it for a while yeah. not being in the toy room not seeing it and you know what's near and dear to him yeah absolutely and see whether or not that's changed things alright with that said we might head into our next segment State of the Nation that's right ladies and gentlemen it's State of the Nation basically what we're going to do here is we're going to talk to what's happening in our collections right now so how are our toy rooms holding up at this point in time well, I might kick this one off because we are in recording in my room tonight. Uh, look, it's probably the worst it's been for a little while. There's uh, entirely blank shelves. There's shelves with figures that are lying down and, and all sorts. I have gone through a bit of a, a metamorphosis. I think at one point when I would do these mass organizations, I started numbering them off. You know, his toy room 1.0 and his, you know, 1.5 and 2.0. I've lost count because it's it's constantly evolving and, and, and changing and stuff. Part of that is, as I shouted out last week, the large influx of Master Universe Classics figures I've received from Trent, and that sort of really caused me to take stock and go, right, where are these going to go? If that shelf goes there, then this has to go here. This gets boxed up, creates a real sort of flow-on effect. So I do have a plan. It kind of doesn't look like it just at the moment. Uh, I think I was even talking to a, a Patreon, Trenton Barrett, about this, and he's like, you know, I've never seen pictures of your toy room. I'm like, well, you probably have, but it's changed massively since <laughs> since those last pictures. So 
Yeah, a little bit messy. I've I've basically taken my ever-growing collection of Marvel Legends from what was a, a small section of a wall to probably the second biggest wall in my toy room and, and plan to set that up there. bit more spacious. You can see them. I believe even uh, Trent is going to uh, donate or put on loan some of his carded Legends that he wants to be able to look at, and I'll use them as a bit of a backdrop on, on all the shelves there. So that's kind of what's happening for me. It's, it's kind of what I found as a side effect of this is when you move stuff around yes it's a lot of work and, and time and effort and energy but it really reinvigorates for that whatever line you're moving so you're moving transformers i'm going oh now i need to get this one to finish it off and how cool is this and new remember, appreciation new for appreciation the, yeah, for the figures you why you love it in the first place exactly exactly so yes it's a lot of work and and i haven't started with the marvel legends marvel legends are all up on one wall but just literally thrown up there just to get them out of the way so i would say if i had to sum it up my toy room is very much in a state of flux at the mm. moment but it looks good i'm jealous of the empty shelves i <laughs> yeah. i i we am all up. <laughs> i am uh borderline trent uh quality <laughs> toy room at the moment in the sense that the only free sh- space in the room is on the floor aside <laughs> side i haven't filled up the coffee table or the uh recording table yet that's still a functioning uh area of the room but uh, i just I, I don't know full up i'm pretty much full every time now i look at a pre-order or every time now i pick up a toy or every time now i yes sold on a Facebook listing, uh, I then that this uh, you know little character comes up and says, "Where the hell are you going to put it?" Usually, it's in my wife's uh, you know voice that usually says it. But um, it, it honestly, you know, I and it's it's not great. It's not a good feeling. Yeah. Like I, that, and that's why I sort of almost at the point where I need to purge something. Yeah. And I'm not just talking because I've lost appreciation for it or anything. It's just. I, I, I don't like this claustrophobic yeah. feeling of uh, and um, I've got the you know I've done yeah to your point of uh, how many times do you do your toy room over you know <laughs> I've, I've done my last big one was uh, to put the table and chairs yes. in to make it a, a um, area to, pod, to record studio, so yeah. I freaking love that like yes. my yeah, toy room is brilliant. now at the optimal uh, display you know area that it has ever been up mm-hmm. until then I sort of so winding the clock back all the way to when I'm like, right, I'm going to have a toy room. It started off with one little shelf <laughs> then, uh, and I had a pool table, like a, just a mini one yeah. pool table in there, couches, uh, all that sort of stuff. And then that one shelf became one wall and things. And then I kept the pool table in as long as I could. And then I'm like, nah, people are knocking toys off when yeah. they're, you know, hitting the ball around. So I got rid of the pool table. And then I just started plopping, you know, things in the middle of the room, like uh, someone's giving it away an Ikea uh, to Tolf. Yes, yes, I'll have it. You know, yeah. where am I going to put it? It's smack bang in the middle <laughs> of the room. The coffee table can be an island, so, yep. you know, to protect it. And I, I, there was no planning. It was yeah. just plonk, plonk, plonk. Then um, every time the boys would come over and record, which I love them coming around. I, uh, you know, I love that functionality of uh, me inviting them into my room and showcasing what I've got to offer. Uh, what I've got to not, you know, offer. Oh, he's going to uh, offer us his yeah, toys. Yeah, Excellent. I'll take that show for right. massive space. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll take that and I'll take that. We're one helping. Take... <laughs> um, I really, we'll be... you know, decided. Uh, right, no, I hate moving all the furniture every yeah. time, and I hate 
it being like I sort of need a almost a day off before we record to prepare. To prepare. Mm. I hate that. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to do this, that, and the other. So I rejigged the room. So yeah. we've got a nice uh, big table in the middle of the room and, uh, you know, the four, sur- four surrounding walls of full chocolate block with uh, toys. Yep. Um, but yeah, then comes the point where it's I've run out of shelf space. So uh, thus, in my la- in the last segment, I was talking about you know selling some things mm. just to make some more room. I've given the Lego thing a lot of thought. That's the least yes. probably the uh, uh, love you know yep. or, or nostalgic. I've got all my childhood Lego, but I could happily sell my Batman esque DC superheroes Lego to uh, anyone that will see the uh, appreciation in it. Yep. So, um, yeah, so that's probably my next thing of uh, tidying up. And it's not essentially because I've got new figures on the way. It's just to, you know, give some breathing space yes. again, yeah. you know, just so I can, I'm not, don't have, you know, my Golden Girls chariot and horse on one side of the room and the rest of the collection on the other. And yeah. that, that does my head in. I hate that. Uh, for years, I had uh, my um, Master Universe vintage Spider. Uh, no, Monstroid on the ground mm. and the collect- the Masters collection was on the uh, yeah, other side in the corner. Uh, that really does my head in. So yeah. to remedy that, uh, something's got to give. Darren, what about you? Lately, I have been getting a few things out and displaying them a few more because I've mentioned once or twice that you know, I have a lot of stuff sort of packed in plastic containers, storage containers, that sort of, sort of stuff. It's not, not all that, but I have been coming up with some new homes and I've been trying to sort of tweak that. It's not all contained to one room. I've sort of added a little bit of colour in, in in other other rooms. I like to call it colour. Anything that's plastic is a bit of colour <laughs> in an otherwise non-colourful room. So I've been doing that. That's, that's sort of been keeping me fairly happy because it's always nice to sort of get a visual of something that you haven't seen for a while or something that you've got that's new. So been doing that and pretty happy with doing that and I'm just you know as we're talking now I've thought of a few more spaces where I think I can some, more, <laughs> some more things that I've got out it's good to um, you know get some of that some of that stuff out and just have have a bit of fun with with that it's how you play with your collection as a grown up I guess yeah, yeah absolutely so do you have sort of a rotating shelf or something yeah I, I yeah. do and um I try to be a bit strategic as well. Uh, I've got a got a um, line in a there's a glass bookcase in 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 the living room, and I basically keep in there. And then there's a little bit of room, I guess, at the front, and it's glassed and it's closed off. So, say for example, little kids came, they wouldn't be able to reach it. You yeah. Just look at it. So I've got superpowers collection in there from from Kenner, and you know they're all there sort of next to each other. I just think they look really cool under glass. Mm, and, nice. and, you know, it's not something everybody notices, but when people do notice it, they're like, oh, they look cool. What are they? And, you yeah. know, it's a bit of a talking point or they recognise DC characters, but they may nice not know them. Nice and colourful. Yeah. yeah, they're nice and colourful. And, and, you know, it's a, it's a line that's near and dear to my heart. So it's good to have them out. Cool. Nice. cool. Sort of a related question. Anything that's on your radar, anything that's on your wish list that might sort of impact... You know, having to, to Ben's point, trying to make room and stuff. I know you've got some stuff on pre-order there, Ben. So yeah, you've uh, got to plan ahead a well, little I mean, bit. I've, I've got the movie classics from Masters yeah. uh, coming, but I reckon I can squeeze them into my it's existing classics. Figures, yeah, so yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, it's that Storm Collectibles Lobo that I'm sort of haven't haven't hit the uh, trigger on yet. I I know 
uh, a while back I said uh, definitely shut up and take my money <laughs> for that one. But honestly, it's that where do I put it? You yeah, know, yeah. he's he's going to be a big burly figure, yeah. and uh, I'm I'm concerned that. If I get it, it's going to set be recessed back so far on the shelf the that, that no one's going to see effect, it. And, yeah. and um, you got a little section of DC figures with your, yes, your hush stuff, yeah. like would go in there. It could, it could, but then at the same, am I giving it the the shelf space and the view right. it deserves? Like, is he going to stand behind or in front of King Shark? You know, yeah. is is you know because I've got a few, but it's almost at capacity. You know, mm. it's almost and you've seen my Masters collection. Yeah. You for for people listening. Uh, I have a bit of a game. I've got a little Where's Wally or Where's Waldo uh, little uh, PVC <laughs> character. And my toy room is so um, thick of toys, <laughs> I can hide that little character. My wife, actually, when I got ordered it, she it was sort of one of her ideas. She hid it in my toy room and made <laughs> me find it. And I couldn't find it. I honestly couldn't find it. And, uh, yeah, so I continually rotate little Wall- Wally around the room. <laughs> And um, for people to uh, find, and every now and again, someone new will come in and be like, "Is that Wally? Is that Wally? That <laughs> you is so him. cool! You're... You get a prize. Like, what do I get? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I just I'm trying to stay stay away from that. You know, yeah. uh, just buying figures because because that's where you get in trouble. You know, yeah. you get one cool figure and it's like, oh, and, and that's, get the lion. Yeah, like, and yeah. that's where where I sort of. You know, uh, Scare Scareglow from Mondo. Like mm. Scareglow is my man. Yeah. You know, I yeah. I would love to get that, and um, you know, but where do I put it? One six oversized figure. figure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it's tough. Like I struggled to get uh, one quarter Shredder in my collection, but Shredder is. You know, a Shredder bit closer also to your my, guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's a bit closer to the than. Uh, well, he's your user yeah. namesake. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, it's 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 tough when. I'm good for six-inch figures, but yeah. anything bigger, that's where I've got to really seriously, uh, you know, look in my yes, own backyard yes. and decide. Well, if I buy this, is it going to get the uh, the coverage that it deserves, you or am I just visual yeah. of you just... sticking it out as a garden gnome when yeah. you yeah, <laughs> or, or am I just buying it to put in a, um, a, a you know, a, a, yeah, pretty much, or a yeah. a unlit area corner of the room and for me to know it's there and no one else. And, to, and I think uh, that's the really interesting. Thing about this podcast is is kind of reflective of this community and how diverse we all are. As we talked about it before, you know, you two are very much about the visual and wanting it all out and showcased and and people to see it and absolutely understand why. And then you get people like Trent and myself who are like, you know, I just need it. I'll worry about that later. <laughs> I, I just need it, and then yeah, well, I, I I understand. There's lots of people out there that uh, don't have, you know, live in a two bedroom bedroom apartment, yeah. and uh, they just don't have the room to yep. display their toys. So I, I I completely understand. There's some extremely passionate people out there that uh, have their storage, um, you know, issues. Uh, yeah. Story, what storage, storage units, storage units set oh, up right. as a yep. display toy room. Um, so you know, hats off to them, but that, uh, yeah, that's this not part my of the style diversity of, of yeah, collecting. So it's a hobby that I guess is underpinned by our own individual tastes anyway. So it makes sense that within that, we'd have our own tastes as to how we how we do it. We do it, not yeah. just what we get, but how we utilize that. Yeah, look for myself as far as uh, planning for pre-orders. The big one, of course, is uh, the Super- Unicron. Unicron, exactly, uh, which has sort of uh, spurred on my decision to sort of move where the Transformers were located. I actually really worked hard at trying to think, can I get him on a shelf sort of close to eye level sort of stuff? Because I just think 
at eye level with him sort of towering over other bots is going to look amazing. Then I looked up how much this thing weighs. Oh, I, that's a good, good yeah. guess. Yes. Now I have, for those who haven't seen my room, it's glass shelving. Now, to be fair, I do have some really heavy duty glass shelves in some places, uh, really quite sort of uh, even 10 mil thick glass, which is really, really quite heavy. This Unicron weighs eight and a half kilo, oh. which uh, I think is like a hundred and something pounds if we had to convert that. Uh, yeah, so I I don't I'm not game to put it on a shelf really as as much as I would love to. Uh, it's not going to happen. So he is sadly going to have to go on the ground. I have measured that he will fit under the sort of lowest transformer shelf i've got glass shelves not as bad so you you will be able to see him and he'll be he'll be lit up and stuff but yeah that's that's probably the biggest the other one that sort of made me sort of pause and consider is the ninja turtle ultimates from super seven granted there's only four figures and they don't come out till i think september next year or something but if that's going to go half the distance of, of some of the other sort of classics s classics yeah then i need to think about sort of I like to plan ahead for that sort of stuff. So it sort of got me going, oh, can I put maybe move some of the Turtles vehicles onto another shelf just to really sort of plan ahead? I I still think back to when I first started collecting Marvel Legends and I had all of half a dozen figures on this one shelf and then that obviously grew and grew and grew and, and I wish I'd sort of planned ahead a little bit more with that. So And now I'm at a point where they take up a whole wall. So... Yeah, it's uh, interesting times and it's the sort of things that... keep. I have this living document where I write down all this stuff when it's in my head because if I go to sleep, I'm going to forget it the next day and then I'll spend another hour just looking around the toilet going, if I move this here and do that there and allow for that, I'll write it all down. Yeah. Otherwise, it's, yeah. it's just gone from my head yeah. the next well, day. Classic, you know, taking a leaf out of Trent's book, um, uh, carded figures take up so yes. much room. So. When I started collecting the Masters of the Universe Classics line, uh, way back in 2009, I kicked off, uh, I collected it carded. So all my figures were carded. And then I, I collected it for about two or three years, right up to when, um, what's his name, No Face? Um, uh, faceless One. Faceless One came out. So what year was that, Darren? 2010. So 2010. So, <laughs> 2010 two, so, so about about a year and a half, two years into the line. Or I mean 2011, sir. Um, oh, yeah, a couple of years into the line when I've, I've roughly got about... 40-odd figures, and including giants, yep. including the cats, everything. And uh, um, San Diego Comic-Con came and went and announced you know, another dozen figures or yep. whatever they did. And I just looked at my wall of carded figures and I knew I was in trouble. Yep. Like I'd already taken up two sections of the wall completely full of figures yep. and I decided on the spot there and then I'm going to open them all up. Yep. I have to open them all up. <laughs> this this line is not going to go away anytime soon. It's yep. got years under its belt yet. I am I am completely at capacity. Uh, you know, as of next delivery of my pre-orders, <laughs> and then with the new announcements, I am stuffed. So I kept He-Man, Skeletor, Mint on Card, the the um, original ones before yeah, nice. the burst, the yellow burst came on. And I cracked open the rest and uh, zero regrets Excellent. to this day. So I, I put up shelving, got them all on there. I've got another five years of figures on there as well yep. on the, in that space that I had carded uh, initially. And, and you've um, got the Ultimate Battle Royale. It correct. looks yeah. like something out of 300 yeah. on a <laughs> It really does. Yeah. And it just reinvigorates the imagination for, and the love of Masters. And mm. it takes me back to when I was a child. 
because I used to display them on the floor in the lounge, much to my parents' chagrin. I'd have um, Grayskull and Snake Mountain opposite ends of the room, and you'd just have them warring in the middle, <laughs> and you know, it's just that, you know, yeah. that whole battle royale uh, thing. So, so cool. Mm. So, uh, the collecting uh, loose is the way to go, in my opinion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just starting to, uh, we mentioned the, the, classics figures I bought from Trent recently just starting to open them up and, and it's going to be very interesting of, of as I said I've got a shelf with about 30 on there that's about and they're mostly carded and then I look at it going oh they're not going to fit but then I've only just unboxed three at this point and you go oh wow the difference between carded and just loose and the, the space you then have to play with I think that shelf is going to be just nicely spaced out and obviously probably have to have two two rows and you know i've got some little steps that the the ones at the back row can stand on so i think the spacing will work out work out really well it'll there. look great i reckon oh, yeah. i think it will so anything else on uh, state of the nation any uh anything else that people have got plans or, or are hanging out for oh i'm like like ben i'm i'm incredibly enthusiastic for the next couple of waves of super seven masters classics and and you know the movie figures and the club filmation really enthusiastic to get get my hands on them they're probably the, the main thing that I'm mm. I'm hanging for well, at the moment yeah well I, I toxic um, event you know oh toxic, you got the toxic. I, I don't I don't even know where I'm going to put that that's you know <laughs> and heaven forbid they go the whole line because oh, I'm God. I'm in trouble I, I don't I'm, think they will really. don't don't get me wrong I freaking love that that yeah. line and I had a few of them as a kid but I think they uh, could it's only nine figures yeah well we'll see we'll see yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's about all we've got time for on Toy Power. Just one last little shout-out to our Patreons. We are st- still recording on those lovely new mic stands, which just really, really helps us out. And that's a tribute to you guys and, and the, the hard-earned real-life money that you put towards the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We could not do it without you. Absolutely could not agree more. And I just wanted to also say that uh, we'll see you in the toy aisle. And until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us. Toy Power Podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people. Want to learn more? Go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're... Yeah. Oh, oh, oh.